Thanks for joining us for Design Diary Roundtable number one. At Granite Game Summit in 2018, we gathered myself, Jason Tagmeyer, Daniel Newman, Chip Beauvais, Chris Anderson, and Jason Greeno to discuss our word of the day. It says it's recording. Or it's not recording? Now it is. Now we gotta figure out how this thing works. Welcome to Design Diary, the podcast where you get to look inside my board game design notebook as well as what's going on inside my head. We look at a new word each day from the sense of mechanics, tone, theme, or inspiration for a full game. Today's word is... Subjugation. To bring under control and governance as a subject, conquer, to make submissive, subdue. And this word was uh, given to me by... um, BL Machine on Twitter, who uh, who said, "Can we suggest words now?" And I said, "I guess so." Um, I don't know if I said I guess so, but I thought it was a perfect one for this. So, um, subjugation. What's it, what's it make you think of? All right. So uh, this is Jason Greeno talking here. Um, it made me think of the Roland rights that are becoming more and more popular lately. Um, possibly trying a uh, competitive version where you're filling each other's grid on the table. If you haven't played a roll and write, it's uh, it's like graph paper. You can fill in with a pencil uh, icons that give you certain abilities. In this case, you'd be trying to bring down another player's country, subjugating his um, civilians. You'd roll dice, like typical roll and write, and that would give you access to different actions that your government might have. You could choose political, military, or economic, maybe covert. And uh, the icons that would fill up your opponent's country or their grid would start to bring down their morale or their country's ability to function, so they'd need to fight that with their own actions, propaganda. Um, And you would have these tech trees where you could go in different directions if you wanted to be a uh, a beneficial leader, you could go down one path versus a dictatorship, which might be easier, quicker, faster, but uh, could actually bring down your own uh, population's, population's morale. Maybe even go as far as to have you affect world uh, voting um, by uh, influencing the UN agenda. All right, so we're good. We're done. Right, that's <laughs> yeah. I think we're good. That's a, that's a wrap. Um, all right, uh, so let's, sorry. I want to see that one more time. What do you got? What do you got, Chris? Uh, so I only thought about this for a couple minutes, but I'm thinking area control, where you're trying to conquer different lands. And if you conquer the homeland of another player, you subjugate them. So now they work for you. They have to attack for you, but they have some autonomy, so you can't just dictate what they do. They're not out of the game, so they could maybe not listen so well and maybe break free of the subjugation or maybe get taken over by another kingdom. So you're trying to work that in. Um, No idea how to incentivize people to both work for you and work against you. But, you know, you fill that in and you got a game. There you go. So so I had different thoughts depending on the number of players. So with a two-player game, one of the things that I thought of from the word prompt is um, bunnies. I'm always thinking about bunnies anyway. This isn't the first time. In no, Universal no. Rule, there's an ability called bunnies. That's right. Which is so out of place, but we got them because it was cool. So, um, if you have two bunnies together, they have to establish a pecking order. And I'm sure this works for a lot of different types of, of uh, animals. But in particular, for bunnies, what's interesting is the alpha bunny, the one that's sort of in control, 
will put his or her head underneath the other one and basically insist on being creamed. And then the beta bunny needs to cream that bunny. So even though it looks like one of them is making a very submissive gesture, putting their head underneath the other one, um, that actually, one is actually... aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So anyways, um, so my thought with a two-player subjugation game, I'd envisioned a card game where you're collecting resources and you're sort of biding your time and eventually one of you decides, all right, now I'm going to go for the, you know, I'm going to sort of go in for the kill. And then, you know, the other, you know, there's card play and sort of like uh, instance and counter magic in uh, counter magic and magic the gathering where you're playing cards back and forth. That's a question of can you fend off all of these you know, attempts to um, to subjugate you. And then if you do that successfully, then you've depleted your opponent's hand, and now you can go in and, you know, so it's, it's really about biding your time and deciding when to attack. In a more than two-player game, it becomes more like a zombie theme, where the, the horde of zombies is sort of picking individual victims and then trying to subjugate them sort of one at a time, and then that person becomes a zombie as well. Um, so it's, it's a really different feel depending on whether it's two players sort of doing a timing game, or three or more players trying to sort of like all mob up on one person, and then they become part of the mob. Neat. They know. So Jason reminded me yesterday we were doing this, and What's I, I completely think? forgot. What was the game so, Right, so um, so we were, we were talking about it a little earlier, and I had this idea about um, a bunch of dudes going out to lunch, and uh, a bunch of them want to get barbecue, and then uh, they had plans to get barbecue, and but one person uh, apparently was more dominant than we realized. Um, I mean, the characters in the game <clears throat> realized uh, he's, he's vegetarian, so... Um, we couldn't go get barbecue, and instead we, we subjugated our, our lunch uh, plans, and we went uh, somewhere else that didn't have barbecue. So uh, I thought that would be, I like quirky themes, and that could be a cool game uh, to talk about subjugation around, uh, around lunchtime. Sounds like, a, sounds like a drafting mechanic to me, I don't know about you guys. Yeah, that could, that could work. There could be some sort of secret roles that you could pass around, and one person gets to choose the lunch, even though everybody else had already decided. <clears throat> they were going to go somewhere else. But, I mean, it's just, you know, off the top of my head. Of yeah. course, any similarities to people living or dead is purely coincidental. Well, I just totally, this came up. No, no real-world references or, or anything at all. So mine was basically a, um, a multiplayer game where everybody is, is, I guess, fighting each other in some sense. And you have like hidden roles and or more or less hidden agendas where you're teaming up with certain people and the whole thing's built around fake wrestling and a sleeper move because I watch people doing a sleeper move and they pass out and I'm like that's totally fake like I it's got to be fake so what you're doing is you're fighting some people and sometimes it's fake and you're, you're you know doing your fake sleeper move and sometimes it's Actual? I, can you do that? Like, is that possible to hold somebody around their neck and then just pass out? Cut off there. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So since it's possible, the game works. But sometimes you're. So you're it's a dexterity game. Is that? Yeah. It's just, it's just, let's just get at it's it right just here. Sleeper we can just. <laughs> sleeper holds the game. 
to sign a waiver. Form a chain, and the first one to pass it loses. Exactly. So mixing them together, all those games, we can have lunch. We can yeah. <laughs> we can fight each other. We can then go get barbecue if we knock Chris out. <laughs> we can pass out later after eating all the barbecue. So it's basically a game convention. Yes, yeah. exactly. Chip, tell us what brings you uh, to the to the con here. So uh, I'm mostly here. My intention was to um, was to demo hit the jackpot, which is a deck building slot machine game that I've been working on. And as soon as I show up, people ask to play Chroma Cubes, <laughs> which is a great problem to have. Um, but fortunately, I, I did get to both play Chroma Cubes and play Hit the Jackpot and show it to a couple people. Uh, what's nice, the feedback that I'm getting for Hit the Jackpot is less here are the mechanics that need fixing and here's what didn't flow smoothly and more... <laughs> Okay, what's the price point for this game? What are the oh. components going to look like? What should the graphic design be? Um, so that's a really good place to be. Yeah, that's great. Um, so, so what is the price point? I think that... So uh, Gil, Gil Hovis uh, at the convention as well, and he was sort of talking me all the way to this end point where he was saying, okay, you can make a two-player version. You could sell a two-player version um, and then you could play up to four people if you buy two copies, okay. right? Because it's got the starting decks and you can mix everything together. And I have a player map that's huge just because it's a prototype, so I can make huge play maps. And he said, you could condense this down to a little cardboard cutout. Here's the size of the box it would fit in. And at a $20 price point, this would you know, be, still be profitable. And he gets to that point, and then he says, "But I only publish my own games." Yeah. So, you know, but that's you know that's good. That's really good. It's good feedback. And the other, the other reason I'm here, who might be in the background, uh, is my She's daughter Eve. <laughs> so uh, today and tomorrow, uh, Eve and I are coming here and playing uh, all sorts of games like the Princess Cupcake game. Uh, the McDonald's game and the uh, My Little Site, which is a My Little Pony retheming site. Very cool. Chris, how about you? What are you what's bringing you here? Uh, I'm here to playtest if I can. I'm running the Invito Morte tournament tonight and uh, hopefully playing some games that are published because I don't get to do that in my real life. But uh, yeah, it's not too far away, so it's an easy drive for the day. Um, so this is one of my favorite cons to come to, you, um, just to see folks and play games with people I don't get to see very often. Um, I did bring a game I'm working on, but it's kind of background for me. Like if I happen to get it out, that's great. But this is more like almost a buddy con for me. Yeah. Um, like I'm, you know, I'm friends with the organizers, and I guess more just to hang out with people. That's mine. It's entirely yeah. just to hang out. And I'm actually doing more podcasting than anything. Oh, that's cool. Recording this, recording other ones, and. Uh, and then flying out early tomorrow. Yeah. Well, yeah. So this is my first time at this convention. My wife and I just moved here uh, last year, so we we're psyched to find one so directly behind our, our home. How close is it? I uh, literally could walk there. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> and uh, since I just sort of met the Button Shy team, it was to meet everybody and test out some new games, a nine-card variant called Tornado Chase. And um, a three-card variant of my game, Pocket Kung Fu. Cool. And I'm basically uh, I'm just hanging out, 
and podcasting and I don't know. I mean, I just come here. It's just friends. Yeah. This is like, I know Mike Taylor who, who runs it. I've known him for probably 15 years now. And it's time to, you know, I can hang out with him. It's a one hour flight, something like that. It's super quick. Uh, I like coming here. So. so it's longer to wait to get on the plane than to fly. It was absolutely yeah. longer sitting around the airport than flying here. It's a one hour flight that always gets here early somehow. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah no, I drove up like a five hour drive. It was too long for me. Where do you fly into? Logan? Or is Manchester? Okay. Yeah. That's much easier than Logan. Yeah. Yeah, really. Cool. Well, thank you all. Um, thanks for joining us for lunch and sharing ideas. And uh, I guess we should all tell everyone how you can get in touch with each other. While I'm chewing on my food, so I'm just eating bread. So uh, how can people find you? All right, so Jason Greeno uh, on Twitter is at Jason Greeno, or uh, you can look for us at epicendeavorgames.com. Nice. Uh, Daniel Newman, D-N-L-N-W-M-N on Twitter. Uh, Chris Anderson, BGS on Twitter, and I also run the Board Game Workshop podcast. Uh, Chip Bobo, I am the underscore flying sheep on Twitter. Cool. Thank y'all. Thanks, Thanks. Thanks.